The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome to In The Corner, episode 15 here on SJP World Media. Hope you're having a good weekend, good day, or whenever you may be listening to this. You might be on the on the bus to work for all I know, but hope you're having a good day, whatever, or hope it will be a good day for you, at least. Well, a bit late, a uh, bit of a late uh, episode coming up, this one, obviously. Uh, sometimes you've just got to have a cheeky beer. And one cheeky beer led to another, then there was a band playing, so my apologies. Uh, but wow, quite a lot of stuff going on in the whole world of uh, wrestling, uh, not just WWE, to be honest. So I can't, I, I feel as though I can't go forward with this show today without mentioning the fact that AEW, uh, despite its issues lately, um, have signed uh, Soraya. WWE fans will know her as Paige. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen the film Fight With My Family. Quite a good depiction of uh, her WWE career. Quite a good film, actually, uh, for a wrestling fan. Although it's not... Uh, I wouldn't say in terms of some of the stuff, it's not entirely accurate, but, you know, pretty good. Uh, a good uh, feel-good story. Um, I don't know whether she's cleared to wrestle. I mean, if she's not cleared to wrestle, I mean, she could be a good manager, definitely. Uh, um but hopefully she can wrestle, but I would feel like AEW, but then I feel AEW wouldn't sign her unless she could, but based on what I read, again, it's only internet stuff, and it, again, I've already stated it last in the last episode that I'm not really an AEW fan. Uh, I watched it when it first started, and Double or Nothing, when it first came out, and you know, John Moxie turned up, and it was really cool, aka Dean Ambrose. Um, the fact that CM Punk was there, I thought, yeah, this is going to be cool, but the, how it's all transpired lately... Not so good, but yeah. Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, is now in AEW. Um, I'm hoping she's going to wrestle, like I've already said, but obviously there is that case of, I hope it's not, yeah, it's good that she's back in wrestling, but it's also like, I'm hoping it's not just a, let's grab a few ratings, you know? I'm hoping it's not that, and they actually do something with her. So, I mean, I'm going to have to get an AEW fan on to chat about this a bit more, but um, I just I just remembered as well, before we get to the end of this episode, I will be announcing... Um, who will be coming on a special guest, which you may have seen being teased a little bit. Not as good as uh, not as good as WWE's marketing, uh, going with their QR codes, which we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I've got a special guest. Uh, he's a podcaster himself. And before anybody starts stating, you may have seen a, a code on uh, at in the corner WWE. Uh, as far as I can tell, nobody's worked it out. And I mean, it's my own sort of like uh, makeshift code. Um, but um, if you're listening to the show right now and you happen to be following In The Corner at WWE uh, no that's not right at In The Corner WWE I beg your pardon um, there is a code on there and it reads UZMFS minus one equals the name of the guest who's going to be doing the Extreme Rules um, predictions with me but uh, I'll give you some time to work it out and uh, hopefully you can before the end of this episode, uh, nobody has tweeted it. Maybe you can figure it out, but I will announce it at the end of the episode who is going to be on um, 
on the show with me for um, the <laughs> Extreme Rules predictions and the review after the fact. So it's going to be. I'm very looking forward to having this person on. Um, they have their own. Uh, they have their own podcasts and everything. So it's um, it's really cool. And um, yeah, I'm hoping you guys will uh, enjoy this person uh, coming on. Whereas I've just I don't know if you can hear this, but every car in the world has decided to drive past my house. Well, I need the window open because it's so hot in here. To be totally honest with you, um, so yeah, I but yeah, I'll announce that towards the end of the uh, of the you know the end of the show. But uh, yeah, SmackDown this week. Um, so yeah, we spoke about Soraya. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Actually, what do you think she's going to do in AEW? Is she going to wrestle at uh, in the corner WWE? Um, while we move along and find out it was cool to see her the pop that she had i saw a clip. i haven't watched AEW, but i saw the clip and i'm sure that's the whole point isn't it it's getting those views in uh um it was a surprise i mean there was talks what a couple of months ago i think that maybe soraya page would go there but didn't actually i think it she I mean, either she'd already signed a contract and they were just waiting or she they changed managed to change her mind i don't know i don't know the ins and outs of the story all i know is that Soraya is as they say all elite um hopefully it uh it goes well for her and hopefully i was really hoping we'd see her back in wwe someday um maybe we will maybe we won't i don't know it'd be a shame because she had a great run in wwe to be totally honest um and with the current creative and everything, and especially who, you know, she came through NXT, didn't she? So it would have been cool to see what could have been done with her um, going forward. But there we go. It is what it is. She's in AEW. Um, I feel like I can't go any further. I've already mentioned it briefly, but um, I mean, SmackDown overall was freaking brilliant, to be honest. I, again, not one of the best shows out there, but in terms of... The high spots, as we say, I mean, the opening to SmackDown, I'm sure you've seen this or you've heard about this already, but the opening to SmackDown had me going up and down in a sense of, um, so those who didn't see it were Bloodline come out, Paul Heyman's back with the Bloodline, the whole Bloodline is back together, including Sokoa, uh, tagging along as always, Sami Zayn, which I love this role for Sami Zayn at the moment, it's brilliant. Uh, the clear hatred from Jey Uso towards Sammy is so obvious. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm actually that is one of the things that's getting me to tune in, tune in to WWE because sometimes they do appear on Raw, but like SmackDown especially, I'm tuning in because you get to see this story playing out between uh, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso in the Bloodline. But anyway. They cut a brilliant promo, the uh, um, Paul Heyman and uh, all that, and then they and then the Usos cut a promo on the Brawling Brutes, who they face later on in the show. Um, and then they say, we the ones, and they stand there. And you can see Sami Zayn, he doesn't get mentioned, basically. Everybody, uh, Sokoa has to acknowledge the Tribal Chief, which he does. Um, and they all, you know, they all, we're a family and all this kind of stuff. And basically, they go to leave, and Sami Zayn is kind of like, well... You didn't sort of bring me into this. Now, Sami Zayn has been taking uh, freaking claymores and taking shots for most members of the bloodline to save them from getting hit so they can carry on. And so in, in Drew McIntyre's case, he took the claymore for Roman uh, twice, I think, as well. Among other things he's been doing for the bloodline to keep them where they are. Um, so he sacrificed himself physically for the bloodline. And the the hatred from Jey Uso, I assume, is because it's not because he's not family, basically. But um, 
Sammy cuts off the music and says, I've got something to say, and he wants to acknowledge the tribal chief. Roman has this weird look on his face, and I'm looking, oh, God, here we go. Because now they've got Sokoa and stuff. Do they really want Sami Zayn hanging around them? Uh, Roman tells him to take off that Bloodline shirt. He's got one of the originals. And he says, what are you doing? Basically berating Sammy a little bit and saying, what, why are you, what do you want, Sammy? Why are you here? Blah, 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 and all this stuff. And you feel like Sammy's about to get jumped by the bloodline. And I'm like, no, no, you can't do this now. After everything, I literally said out loud, after everything he has done for you, taking shots and stuff, you can't do this now. This story is too good. Please, WWE, don't end this now. I mean, yes, what will follow after, however they go about... Uh, it's going to happen at some point. But I feel like there's still... A, keep it going for at least another six months minimum. And that's a minimum. I, I'm happy to see this go for another year. Um, maybe we say Jey Uso leave the bloodline because of Sammy. I don't know. And it'd be definitely cool to see how this pans out. But in that moment, I was like, no, you can't. Not after everything he's done for you. Um, I went from like almost like getting angry to then they give... Uh, Sami Zayn, he says, take that shirt off. I don't want to see you wearing that shirt again. Gives him a new t-shirt, which has SZ at the top and says honorary Oose, which, let's face it, them t-shirts are going to be, I guarantee you, on Monday night, Smackdown at definite, you're going to see a lot of these honorary Oose t-shirts very soon. And I want one. I want one. So um, I will definitely try and get a hold of one. But yeah, it was such a cool segment to open Smackdown. Um, but it took me on a roller coaster of emotions from like, Annoyed, upset, angry to, oh, thank God, he's still in the bloodline. And that shirt is awesome. They are going to sell a shit ton of those t-shirts. I guarantee you. I'm going to buy one at least. So there we go. <laughs> so it's good. Smackdown opened really strong, to be fair, this week. I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, a few heights. Uh, what else happened? There's a few high moments. I mean, there. Uh, I'm trying to get excited for Extreme Rules for all the matches like I normally do. Um, as it stands, Roman isn't going to be there. He's defending the Undisputed Championship at Crown Jewel against Logan Paul. Um, brief thoughts on that very much. I don't like Logan Paul. I don't think many people do. Um, but in terms of what he's accomplished in the ring so far, yes, he's still new. I want to hate him more. But what he's actually managed to put in in the matches that he's done, and I'm not going to go as far as they've been five-star matches because they haven't been, but for a celebrity to come in, I think I already said this before, uh, I mean, the only one that, re in recent memory, Bad Bunny was, it was, was outstanding a few years ago at WrestleMania, um, but um, Logan Paul could do well in WWE, I think. Um, they're not really sort of, I can't grasp whether he's supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy. Um, most of the crowd boo him because he's Logan Paul. That's a natural heel there right away. Um, I mean, how funny would it be if actually Logan Paul joined the bloodline, maybe? Um, that would be quite interesting. Very different way to go. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I have no inkling in my head that Roman's going to drop the title to Logan Paul. No. Absolutely not. And if it does, my mate uh, NGB, who you may have heard on many shows, has already said, if that happens, I am done. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But what could happen in this match? I mean, we will go into it more detail later on when Crown Jewel comes around. But it's, I feel Logan Paul could be made or made in this match. Yes, he's not going to win it, but he could look. He they could make him look really good if he can take a beating at the hands of the pro tribal chief. Not to where he's kicking out of every like finisher or anything, 
that maybe he takes like three Superman punches, kicks out, then he takes a spear, then he's done. But they could make Logan Paul look pretty good because what he's done so far has been quite impressive. As much as that pains me to say that, that really does. I'm gritting my teeth while I'm saying that. Um, but he's done quite well so far, so hopefully he can keep that momentum going. And I am interested to see where it goes. I'm also interested to see him get his ass whipped at Crown, uh, Crown Jewel. Sorry. So <laughs> that's what I want to see. Um, but I could quite easily sit here and go, he's an influencer, he's a YouTuber, he's a blah, 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 blah. The dude's in good shape. He's done well so far. That's all I can say, really. As much as I don't really get him at the moment in terms of the wrestling world, uh, for whatever he, you know, he's an attraction for some people. Um, I, I know who he is. I don't really know what he's done. I've heard stories about Logan Paul, uh, some questionable stuff as well. But in terms of his uh, in-ring ability so far, what I have witnessed... I keep saying it. It pains me to say it, but it's, he's really good. I'm impressed so far. And yeah, Crown Jewel could make him, to be fair. Yes, he's not walking out with the Undisputed Championship. Hell no. I don't think we want to see the uh, Usos get involved too much in that match because we don't want Roman to look not weak, but like too thingy against Logan Paul. Although maybe we can see this side of Roman where he's resting on his laurels because he's got the bloodline around him. He relies on them to get him through these things and actually that will cost him at some point down the line, definitely. That will that will be Roman's own doing at some point down the line. When this happens, I don't know. Um, but the Usos uh, or the bloodline will crumble at some point or something will happen where they try to help and it will backfire and cost Roman and that's where it could be maybe blamed on Jay rather than Sammy. So that, that's, a, that's a way to go. That's Obviously, that's future booking. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, Crown Jewel's coming up. But before we get there, we've got Extreme Rules coming up. Um, little little another side note, uh, quickly. If you, if you've, I posted it on the Twitter, at In The Corner WWE. If you look at the Extreme Rules picture, uh, the promo picture they've done, top left-hand corner, you can see the lantern, which you would associate with Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend. Um, which leads me into, could we be seeing that? Or is this some massive red herring? There's also, there's a lot of theories going around that it could be, um, one of the main ones I've seen recently was actually that, actually maybe the White Rabbit is Cody. Um, It doesn't make sense for me, unless I'm missing something, that that would be Cody. But how pissed off are you going to be if when we get to the end of this marketing thing, with these QR codes and stuff, that it's not Bray Wyatt. I feel as though most people, most WWE wrestling fans in general, are so desperate to see Bray Wyatt. I'd like to see Bray Wyatt come back. Maybe not as The Fiend. Um, I actually heard this, uh, and I agree with it, on Busted Open, but um, I, I was I thought it was a really good idea that um, instead of seeing just The Fiend, um, maybe see Bray Wyatt, but... Uh, an evolution of Bray Wyatt, but like Finn Balor used to with the demon, maybe we see the fiend every now and again when the time is called for it, maybe on a pay-per-view, maybe on premium events, pay-per-views, whatever you want to call them. Um, I thought that was a really good idea. And I actually agree with that. I, um, I mean, anything I'm talking about guys, uh, I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate the followers so far, but yeah, definitely check me a follow at in the corner WWE on um and just message me and what you think and we'll uh, read some of the messages out and any of your theories on who this could be it'd be freaking amazing i'm hoping it's bray Wyatt. i really am it'd be so cool to see him back me and ngb spoke about it before like the amount of times they've cut the legs from underneath that poor bloke he's done he's done built up built up built up built up 
and in the modern era to build up that character like the fiend and have it sort of be accepted and go over is is amazing um but i don't if it is him i'm hoping i really am hoping it is him and by the looks of it now the qr i was going to say the qr code was on smackdown it was during the hit row uh, moment when they had um, they had a like, backstage party and stuff hit row i wasn't too keen on at first you may remember me saying that but i'm starting to understand what they're get somewhat invested into this tag team um maximum male models are annoying me um they lost the match this week on smackdown thanks to their um uh, manager i can't remember her name she took a picture and blinded their own <laughs> competitor new day picked up a very quick victory um maxim max uh whatever his name is la knight is what his actual was uh, when he wrestled in nxt wasn't happy had trouble getting his jacket off to slam it on the side but i'm hoping we see la knight rather than whatever this is supposed to be um <laughs> I'm not buying into this male model stuff at the moment. I mean, the guys look good in terms of wrestling so far, but they haven't done a lot of wrestling. So I might. My prediction is out at the moment on them on maximum male models. I'm not quite sure the uh, where it's going. They are building them slowly, so they're building them ready for uh, you know future 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 storylines, hopefully. But at the moment, I feel like it's just there to fill the gap for me on SmackDown, um, which is a shame because LA Knight was pretty good as far as I can tell in NXT. Had a pretty good run. Um, I think he was the, um, I think Ted DiBiase. Um, yeah, Ted DiBiase, I think, yes, he was a million dollar champion, wasn't he? He actually won the, the million dollar championship battle or something like that. So they brought that back briefly. Um, I think that was in the pandemic sort of era. quite see all of it, but what I've seen of LA Knight, he was good. So, you know, he was brought up before Vince, um, uh, left. Maybe this, uh, this him losing his temper with the fact that his tag team lost, Maybe we'll see him move away from that. And to be honest, at the moment, I, I'm not very... said Hit Row, I wasn't too um, keen on. But I am starting to understand what they're about and what they can do. So I'm, I'm enjoying what they're doing so far. I'd like to see more. And obviously, again, superstars or acts or whatever you want to call them, don't get over like that, do they? They, they take time to build. So... Um, Maybe I was a bit premature with that. But at the moment, like I said, I'm liking what I'm seeing. But yeah, back to they had the skit anyway in the room. And on the TV behind, they had Hit Row up there. And then it flashed to a QR code. Now, this time I actually managed to catch it. I didn't get the one on Raw. I got this one on SmackDown. I posted it on uh, on Twitter. Um, it leads you to uh, uh, Use Your Head, it says. I think it said. I can't remember now. I did post it. Um, and basically, it... Um, Basically, it ultimately leads you to a game, and I also post this on Twitter as well, but it leads you to a game, and basically it has some map coordinates again. And the map coordinates, I, um, uh, I managed to sort out after, but um, with help. But um, basically, it's going to be, uh, it leads you to Raw. So what I thought was going to be a debut on SmackDown because of the date, basically that QR code on Raw has led you to a QR code on SmackDown. Now this QR code is leading you to Raw, which I'm assuming will lead to either one you want to watch it, you want the QR code, or maybe we'll finally see some sort of promo package, I don't know. But it looks like they're leaving you like a trail of QR codes. So I'll tell you what, if anything, this is getting people to watch Raw who are interested in these puzzle sort of things. Um, I've never done this before, to be fair, and I'm actually impressed by it, and I like the way they're doing it. I just really hope this is Bray Wyatt, because I feel, unless it's someone absolutely huge, maybe like, I don't know, maybe a Omega or something like that, or, a, or a, you know, um, 
maybe Cody, but I don't see how this would fit in with Cody's character, really. Uh, or some massive return that I'm not seeing, um, which is good. I'm intrigued. I want to watch these shows now, uh, despite the fact I still roars too fucking long, and it's still, you know, it will always be too long until they go back to about two hours, maybe. Um, that would be great. I'm ranting quite a lot today, I've noticed. Um, but yeah, the um, the code leads, like I said, it leads to like a mini game. You've got to get a rabbit through the maze, dodging some fire into a red door, which then leads you to these coordinates. It's what it's going to be. It also reads patricide. Patricide? I think that's how you say it. Um, and, that's it. I, and I looked it up. And the word is the act of killing one's father, it says. So could this be in reference to Vincent Mann sort of not liking the fiend? Not, be, not I don't know. Again, I'm really excited to see how this, where this goes. Um, so, but yeah, the QR code leads us to Raw Monday nights on Raw. Whether it's going to be in the QR code, like I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, going to be, going to be imp- um, to watch. And like I said, it's going to get people to watch. Um, we had some good moments with Sammy again uh, earlier on in the night, uh, later on the night, sorry. Um, uh, he's, uh, it was, um, who was it? It was uh, Ricochet, Madcap Moss. And uh, basically they're saying, Sammy, you're still annoying, but you know, at least before you had a, sp- I don't know, they were basically mocking Sammy. And Sammy says, look, do you see this shirt? I'm part of the bloodline now and you better not disrespect us. And they start laughing at Sammy thinking he's just all full of it. And all of a sudden Sokoa comes out of nowhere knocking both Ricochet and Madcap Moss into one of those uh, doors they have that um, use a chain like the electric, you know, the doors in a, in a warehouse. Um, you know, you know what I mean. You're wrestling fans. Um, and basically he says, Sammy does say, I was about to do that. In a, <laughs> but he wasn't, to be honest with you. Uh, but Sokoa is looking amazing. Um, Sokoa kind of, I've got this like Taz, obviously Umaga, obviously that's all relations there, but Taz sort of vibe with him. I know, I know he wears a towel on his head. I'm not just saying that. I mean, but in terms of his wrestling style, what I've seen so far is really good. Um, and when this bloodline thing, if it ever ends, um, which I'm assuming it will at some point, you've got the potential. We've already got the Usos who are probably considered, you know, in modern day times, um, in the last 10 years, 15 years, probably one of the greatest tag teams in this era. Now, there's only two teams they haven't surpassed in terms of how long they've been champions, um, but they've managed to surpass loads. Um, I, don't, I mean, the way this bloodline thing allegedly is going to end, or what fans are speculating, and I th- it makes sense, but whether it's going to happen, I have no idea. Uh, like Rock versus Roman, which you get the whole family involved, which would be interesting. Um, whether that happens, I don't know. Um, we'll see how it pans out. I'm I'm liking it at the moment. We've already had such a long build with the bloodline anyway, um, to what it's come to now. And again, modern era, one of the greatest freaking factions that's been probably done uh, for a while, probably since the shield, to be honest with you. Uh, in terms of this era, um, obviously you've got likes of DX are still one of the freaking greatest of all time. Evolution, NWO, you know, there's so many um, that I can mention. But in this terms of this modern era, the bloodline are like fucking untouchable at the moment. And I like what I'm seeing. I've gotten to the point, actually, we still have that mixed crowd thing going on. But occasionally I'm just noticing more and more now 
when Roman does turn up, I think there are more cheers than there are boos now, uh, which is which is amazing. Um, I, but as WWE fans, wrestling fans, we want to see Roman get knocked off at some point, don't we? We want to see that happen because at this point, the the reign that he's had, when somebody does beat him, it's history. It's going to be the guy. It's almost. I don't. I'm not going to equate it necessarily exactly the level of the streak from Undertaker. But when some when Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker, what a shocking moment! So when this happens, when Roman loses, um, it's going to be history, isn't it? And whoever does this will be like considered almost a freaking <laughs> god to a degree. Um, you know, it depends on how it happens as well. Obviously. We finish wrap up. Um, obviously, Liv Morgan is having an extreme rules match against uh, um, Ronda Rousey. We'll talk about that in our um, predictions show, and our, obviously, however it pans out. I'm not going to lie; as much as much as I like Liv Morgan, I am. Maybe she's one of those ones, as they say, you enjoy them the chase of wanting them to become champion. <sighs> And again, her opponent, Shayna Baszler, not, no slouch at all. I think she's freaking great. But I have not been overly... And not just SmackDown Women's Championship either. The Raw Women's, cha- uh, ch- uh, Raw Women's Championship. I feel like they've kind of gone to the back of the line a little bit. Um, and I'm, I don't care. It's, it's hard. As much as I'm a fan of Belair and Liv Morgan, there's nothing there to lose those, keep those championships, you know? Um, I think the Ronda Rousey... Um, Liv Morgan Extreme Match Extreme Rules match could be good. It has potential. Um, um but I think I feel like the there's it's hard to know because they've kind of been floundering a little bit with um Bianca on Raw as well, with the whole like teaming up with Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Now there's two opponents for Bia Bella right there. Oscar was undefeated for a year. And now look, she's like <laughs> Not a joke by any stretch, but it's just like, I I don't care. And that's the problem. I'm not trying to diss any of these women. I think they're doing a fantastic job. They're all freaking amazing athletes. They really are. But at the moment, in terms of watching the product, I have no, I don't care whether Bianca wins or loses or keeps that title. Same with Liv. And as much as I love Liv, I was a big fan of, I'm a big fan of Liv Morgan. I loved it when she won Money in the Bank. I think I've said it on the podcast because we started at Money in the Bank with this podcast series. Um, and I expected big things, and, and to be honest, it's been very much like, yeah, and that is the problem. Um, and I don't want to come. I don't want to start going down the line of being a grumpy podcast host and trashing it. But when it's not good, I need to care. As viewers, if you watch a film, a TV series, whatever, you need to care about a character or what's going to happen to them or where it's going to go, don't you? So there's a bit of work to be done with the women's division. I feel um, I'm liking Damage Control at the moment. Uh, as a, as a group, but um, other than that, there's nothing within that story at the moment because uh, I believe it's Bailey versus Belair uh, Extreme Rules um, that wants me to go. Yes, I want to see that match. At the moment, we still got a f- we still got time. Uh, we still have time, uh, but yeah, I am not. Come on, I want the women's division at one point was amazing and it's still it still can be i'm not saying it isn't there's a lot of stuff going on in nxt but i feel on the main roster i just don't care about these champions at the moment 
and that's the problem because you when you when you see one of them win it yes my god finally 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 i watched rock back in the day win the raw rumble aka didn't because big show did lost his chance to go to wrestlemania then got it back in that elimination fatal four-way thing they did then got screwed by vincent mann then kept getting screwed and then screwed and then screwed and then eventually got his title match at backlash um you know, with a bit of help from Stone Cold Steve Austin, because that was a freaking epic moment, one of my favourite backlashes ever, um, became champion, and that took three months. But when it happened, he was then faced with opponent after opponent after opponent that looked legitimately like they could knock off The Rock uh, from being champion, and that was worth watching for a while. And yes, eventually he did lose the title. I believe he lost the title at um, No Docker. Kurt was new at the time. But he had a pretty good run in that first title match. You know, that's an impressive year from Kurt Angle. That's a different story. But you know what I mean. I need to care about these champions, and I hope I haven't waffled too much. Um, I'm not editing it, so <laughs> but hopefully you understand what I'm on about. Uh, before we finish then, right, let's just talk about the main event on SmackDown was brilliant. There's a potential here now, because unfortunately, um, the Brawling Brutes didn't get the job done. Uh, thanks to outside help from, uh, well, not help really, but Imperium getting involved. Um, Formerly Fabian Eichner, I can't remember what they call him now. Ludwig Kaiser and obviously Walter, aka Gunther, um, coming out. So we've got the we've got the war between um, the uh, the brawling brutes and Imperium, but this could also lead possibly into uh, maybe a triple threat, maybe at some point with the Usos, brawling brutes, and uh, but shoot, Usos again. I, as you may not agree with me, but every time the Usos are in the ring, near enough, I would say nine times out of ten. In the last year, they have put on some epic bloody matches with any team. And we're starting to see these tag teams being built up a bit. Brawling Brutes, I'm liking at the moment. I like the Imperium angle as well. Um, there could be like an all-out... Almost like back in the day when we had quite a few stables, didn't we? Floating around the backstage. And they'd all get involved with, you know, Nation of Domination, DX, and, you know, and all these other ones and, uh, that were getting involved. Um so yeah, it was good. But the match, the tag team match, was brilliant. Um, it didn't. I wish it had gone slightly longer. But yes, I, I don't. I don't feel robbed with the ending with Imperium getting involved and causing Brawling Brutes to to lose. I'm glad we're seeing some more Butch, aka Pete Dunne, doing some some of the stuff he did in this match. He looks. It looks like a botch, but it isn't. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. You need to watch the match. But it was a freaking good tag team match. A good main event on SmackDown. Um, SmackDown started really well. In the middle, it was a bit, yeah, okay. Um, and then it ended brilliantly, which I think is what you need. You, you want to be looking forward to the main event. And that's not to say, I mean, Liv Morgan um, had a match and um, she got a bit extreme. Um, but again, I, d I need to care. And at the moment, I don't care. So hopefully we've got a few more weeks before we get to Extreme Rules and hopefully something will happen with Liv and maybe Ronda that will make me go, now I want to see this match. I'm not disputing it. It'll pretty, it's still going to be pretty good. I think I think between the two women's matches, unfortunately, at the moment, the way I look at it is that um, uh, Ronda and Liv was probably because it's Extreme Rules and it's in Philadelphia. Um, I think I have a slightly more vested interest in than maybe Belair and Bailey. I think they've pulled the trigger on that a bit too soon, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, I got the writing team. I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I love to be surprised. And that's the whole point. 
but yeah, SmackDown overall was good. I liked it. Um, I've enjoyed WWE uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. Um, again, there's bits in both shows that I could have done without, but generally I'm enjoying it. I'm loving this QR code hunting uh, thing at the moment. I'm really hoping this is Bray Wyatt. I keep saying it. Um, but yeah, the QR code leads us to Raw Monday night. So we'll have to keep our eyes out for another some sort of message or um, QR code people. And get those QR scanners on your phones if you haven't got them. Because if you're quick enough, you can pause the screen and scan it and you can do some of these puzzles as well, <laughs> which is I will try and capture again and put on the Twitter page at w, uh, in the corner WWE. Uh, right then. Before we finish today's show, I did say at the top of the show we are going to announce who is going to be our who's going to be the special guest on this uh, very podcast for the very first time. So nobody that's been on the show before. Um, we interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news. Yep, uh, I'm very happy to announce this. So if you're li- this has not been on put on Twitter yet. Um, because I wanted it to announce it on the actual show itself. Uh, but uh, Tyler Peters himself, at Dustin Tyler eighty six, will be coming on and talking with me about the predictions for our Extreme Rules. Going to be so interesting to hear his point of view on WWE. Uh, he's obviously a, he's a podcaster and a co-host. He's on a, a, a Rewind. Uh, oh, hang on, I've got it written here. There it is. Sorry, the Rewind Wrestling Podcast. I beg your pardon. I was reading the Twitter handle, which didn't make any sense because um, it's re rest re yeah <laughs> uh, at Russell Buddy as well and the, uh, the Geek underscore Buddy. And he also does some stuff on WrestleBuddy.com. So if you go to that, you can see what he does. Podcasting himself. Um, he's doing stuff even with films, to be fair. I've just seen recently he's done uh, uh, talking about Halloween, the 1976 film Halloween, uh, saying it's timeless and his thoughts on that, on that, on that, uh, on that, um, on that film and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm very excited to have him on the show. Um, go and give him a follow. Let me get it back up. There it is. At Dustin Tyler 86. That's D-U-S-T-I-N-T-Y-L-E-R 86. And if the puzzle, you still have not got the puzzle on the on the Twitter. Basically, if you subtract one letter from each of the letters, it spells out Tyler's name. I wonder if anybody got that. I'm guessing they didn't because nobody posted, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but there we go. Yes, I'm looking forward to Tyler's coming on the show. Can't wait to talk to him about the predictions of uh, Extreme Rules and then we're going to review it as well so he's going to be on two shows coming up on In The Corner thank you very much for listening everybody uh, on the SJP World Media Podcasting Network and we will see you again on Tuesday when we talk some Raw and whatever else is going on in the crazy world of wrestling see you soon